Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well, in today's episode, I am going to be chatting with Candace Birch of My Hormone Balance. She did a hormone test on me, and we are going to go over the results. And it was quite interesting. Um, if you have not had your hormones checked, um, this might be a fascinating listen. I was very surprised, <laughs> frankly, by some of the results. Um, and then BJ and I are going to be talking about how to break free from the cell phone habit. But first, I'm going to do a self-care chicken with Rue. Rue, how is your self-care going? Hi, it is going pretty well in that I have found a morning routine, a part of my morning routine that really works for me. Hmm. And so I have been waking up super early, like 4.30, 5 a.m., um, just because I know I've just been passing out early and waking up early. So mm-hmm. maybe this is a new thing. 
Um, and I'll get a cup of coffee and I'll come up to my desk and I have this journal that I have out and I just take 10 minutes to plan my day. And something about just, you know, I've got this appointment here. I've got this meeting here. Mm -hmm. Um, These are like my main targets of the day. And then like a little to-do list, just reminders Mm -hmm. for myself. It's like, uh, it's like having that brain dump in the morning. It's Mm -hmm. like someone else gets to kind of, it's like giving all of my concerns for the day to someone else to hold on to. Mm. And then I can just go back to it whenever I need to. Totally. Does that make sense? It totally does. Yes. So I've been doing that in the mornings and it's, I find that the mornings that I don't do it, I feel, I I definitely feel less frazzled on the mornings that I do it. I feel Mm. a little bit more centered, a little bit more grounded and certainly more purposeful. Um, So I am trying to continue to do it and I'm trying to make it like an enjoyable thing to do. So I've got like the coffee ready to go in the morning. I try to make sure my office is clean before I go to bed so I can wake up and sit at a nice clean desk with a notebook and a cup of coffee. And it's very, you know, quiet and contemplative and relaxing, which has been really, really nice. So the days that I can swing it, I'm very proud of myself. And the days that I don't, I'm always like, ah, I wish I did that Mm -hmm. today. Oh, that is a really good habit. I like that a lot. Just it's simple, but it feels intentional. and the first thing on top of uh, on the top of my list, it's um, it's you write down what you're grateful for, oh, nice. which is it's just it's sweet and yeah. <laughs> in a time where things are hairy, it's just yeah. a nice little it's a nice little way to center center myself and start my day. Absolutely, I love that. Well, how about you? How's your self care doing? It's good. It's pretty good. Um, I think what I'm doing right now, as you know, we're like slogging through the pandemic. I mean, I don't, it feels like people are talking a lot about like how we're all sort of very weary. I mean, we're, you know, we're approaching a year of this thing. Um, And so I feel like I'm finally kind of figuring out our home rhythms of having everyone at home more. Because, you know, I mean, inevitably with kids home more, you have more to cook, you have more to clean, you have, you know, just more. (laughs) Of everything. And so I feel like I'm really figuring out how to outsource more things to my kids because what it was feeling like was that I was the brains and I was the enforcer. And so I was the one, you know, telling everyone to unload the dishwasher, asking someone to empty the trash. Like everything was on me to ask someone to help. And I was feeling resentful, you know, like why can't the, why can't I come downstairs and the dishwasher be emptied? Like why right. can't someone else see a need and attend to it? So I did this thing where I've made different kids officer of the day of different aspects of the house. Oh, like an enforcer. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. Because I'm, first of all, I want to take myself out of the job. But second of all, I want them to feel what it feels like when people aren't pulling their weight. Like that was a big part of it. Like I want you to feel what it feels like to know that you're the one in charge of the dish of the dishes today and two of your siblings didn't put their stuff away. So a different kid is in charge of the dishes. A different kid is in charge of the trash. A different kid is in charge of keeping the living room clean. And then that kid gets punished if they don't do it. (laughs) Whoa. So they have to nag, not me. So I'm just taking myself out of the nag. This is very similar to my days of working in restaurants. Yes. Where we all had our side work. Exactly. And you couldn't get signed out yes. by like the lead person at the end of your shift until like all the silverware was done or whatever your job was done. Yeah. So that is that is smart. It's like it's <laughs> you're you're developing middle managers. <laughs> no, totally. And what's interesting is we actually we watched a documentary on this um this children's home that was like very abusive, but it was like, a, and I can't remember the name of it, but I'll, I'll pop it into the Facebook group. But it was um, like a, a wayward teen home in the 80s that had all these abusive practices. But one of the things they did well was they did this. But it's actually, I used to work in a group home. It's actually very common to put kids in charge of different things. And it's actually a good practice because they learn responsibility and they learn empathy. So we've just started this, but I feel like it's already like 
it's already really changed the attitude around the house and what they notice. And it's very helpful for me to take myself out of that reminder role. That is smart. It also has Montessori vibes. Very, very Montessori vibes. Yes. (laughs) Like Montessori, but also like home for wayward children. Montessori slash juvie. (laughs) (laughs) Slash, slash chilies. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, What do you have for two thumbs up today? Okay, so I have this one thing and I'm actually going to, you're going to hear a click because I'm going to make sure I'm saying this, giving you the whole, uh, it's called Imagine Out Loud. Mm-hmm. It is a book. It is a journal of creative discovery. Hmm. And it is for anyone who likes to write or doodle or just kind of sit with and you know, any sort of like medium. It's really nice. It's it's like circle circle the words that describe you or hmm. just paint something here or and it's it's kind of like journaling but in in art Mm -hmm. so i've gotten one similar to these for um my kids because you know it's like the wreck this journal or which are super cute yeah Yeah. and so i actually grabbed this one for a friend who really really likes it and is making it part of her like meditation at night, you know, cool. just like quiet time. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's really sweet and it's, um, you know, kind of like a little therapeutic thing that you can yeah. do for yourself. I love that. And then my other one is, well, I've been working out from home. I have not been in a gym. Yeah. And I miss lifting big weights. Like mm-hmm. I have little dumbbells here, but I miss, you know, deadlifting. Yeah. Now, I am not going to set up an entire home gym, you know, at all. It's not what I want to do. I also don't have the space for it. But I did get a – it's it's just called a weighted bar. Mm-hmm. So think of it like a barbell without the round things in the end. Oh. So it's just weighted, and it comes in like 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, and it has this soft grip. And what's nice about it is you can do like cleans, which is essentially you, you're kind of standing up straight and the bar's – kind of by your thighs and you jerk it up towards your shoulders and you kind of hold it and then you mm-hmm. press it into the air right or you can do squats with it or you can do chest presses with it and i find that it's a really versatile tool if you are kind of in a rut or you're kind of bored i have totally learned that about myself throughout the pandemic that i really enjoy novelty mm. And I used to think that made me wishy-washy, but I don't think it does. I think it just like it just means that I like trying new things. Yeah. And when I get bored, I want to try another thing. So, you know, maybe I like the series of YouTube workout videos. Maybe I like, you know, this online fitness platform for a couple months. And so right now, I like this weighted bar. And so maybe if you're like me, you know, try to find it on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really – I. It has been one of those things where I'm like, yes, I needed this. This is what I need right now for this for this period, this this uh, season. So that's been, um, and, and you know, again, we're we're so close to the one year mark of the pandemic. I can feel myself getting really. I don't even want to say frustrated. Like, I just want to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and because yeah. I don't see it, I am kind of grasping at straws, and I have to just give myself a second. Otherwise, I'll kind of go, um, I'll let myself kind of spiral a little, you know? So being able to say, oh, I have this weighted bar here. And oh, this is a fun workout that I liked. And also, my kids and I are working on this journal thing. Like that is helpful. I've been, I've been, I don't know, distracting myself, maybe. I like that also this weighted bar seems easy to store. Yes. Like that you feels can, like you could have a home gym without taking up the living room. Right. It can go under your bed. Yep. It can go under your couch. And you know what? The, there are all those <laughs> – there's all that, that fitness equipment online. It's like, oh, this treadmill just slides under your bed or into a closet. Mm-hmm. There is – no, it doesn't. It it does not. <laughs> I don't believe you. Oh, this Stairmaster just folds gently into the corner of your room. Not really. But this really is just a bar. So it can yeah. stick, you know, in, into a closet or under your bed or under the couch. I love it. How about you? What are your two thumbs up? Okay. Um, my first one is so random. But 
Um, you know, my kids and I have been binge watch. I mean, as the whole world has, we've been binge watching shows. Um, and you know, we, I mean, we have kind of like our evening routine and it ends with we watch a show together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've gone through The Office, we've gone through Kim's Convenience, a number of shows. And I had, he- I had heard someone talking about watching old Survivor seasons with their kids. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds fun. Let's give it a try. You would not believe how invested my kids are. Like, the They've never loved a show mar- more. And we're watching, this is how old the season is that we're watching. It's not in HD. It's like the sides are cut off. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the box. It's the box. Yes. Yeah. So it's like two black things on either side. Like my boyfriend walked in. He was like, what, what are you watching? <laughs> like, what are you watching that's that old? Um, and it's funny to watch non HD now. Like everything looks so grainy. Like I'm like, where are my glasses? <laughs> But we're enjoying it so much. And I feel like it's interesting. I feel like it actually teaches some social skills and some like emotional intelligence by watching it, just watching the ways that different people navigate and strategize and what pisses people off. I mean, it's group living. You're watching group living. Um, But we are loving it. uh, Is it appropriate, you think, for my girls that age? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really inappropriate in it other than, like, there's some gross-out foods always. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always an episode where they have to eat something crazy. Right. Um, but, you know, there's not much happening in the way of, you know, sexy times or anything like that. Maybe I'm conflating Survivor and real world. Like, I'm just assuming it's, like, real world, but yeah, in the woods. But it's not. Well, right? there's it's- some drama, but... Um, I think it's pretty clean. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll do the same. Maybe we'll get grainy with you guys. You should. It's it's super fun. I mean, they're just they're hooping and hollering at every episode, and <laughs> every episode that ends, they're like, "One more, please, 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 one Aww. more." <laughs> so we're having fun with that. Another fa- um, fun family thing is Cards Against Humanity did come out with a family edition. Oh, which I was a little bit like. Because we have some other kind of like, it's Cards Against Humanities for Kids. You know, like there's one called um, Kids Against Parents or something like that. We have a couple of those games that are supposed to be like Cards Against, you know. Um, but they were a little, all of them are a little like fart heavy. You know what I'm saying? Right, like just right. Bathroom humor. Bathroom humor. And so this one, I was like, I don't know. But this one's actually fun. It actually, it was pretty fun. We enjoyed it. And and it's super clean? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty clean. Yeah. I mean, it again, there's some bathroom humor. But Right, right. But I, I'm talking, like, when I think super clean, I just mean not like a sex scene in Bridgerton. No. Nothing like that. <laughs> nothing <it>. like that. <laughs> so when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones. And they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping, and it comes with two blades cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's 
really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. We're going to take a quick break to talk about a sponsor. This is an especially good one for anybody who's looking for a Valentine's gift for someone else or looking for some hints to drop to their partner. Anna Luisa is a jewelry company with amazing design as well as a sustainable mission. We love brands that are pursuing ethical manufacturing, and this is one. In addition to making beautiful earrings, necklaces, and bracelets, their company offsets 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of their raw materials. They create their jewelry in limited batches to ensure highest production standards while eliminating excessive waste. They're also committed to quality with long-lasting pieces that are created from high quality metals and they have a full year warranty to back it up with fair prices starting at $39 and a 10% off sale for our listeners right now. But let's talk about the pieces. Rue, what did you get? Okay, so I got the Eve the Eve necklace and it's super pretty. It has it's I really like pendant necklaces and the pendant is this really pretty blue enamel, dark blue enamel which I really like. How about you? Well, I got two sets of earrings. So I have had an issue with um I want to wear earrings every day, but I need earrings that are small enough to sleep in because I forget to put them in. So I just want permanent earrings. So they have these really cute um, it's called the Claire, but they're ball hoop earrings. So from the front, it looks like, you know, just a little ball, like a little stud. And then there's a little loop that goes around coming in from the back. It is really cute. And as I'd hoped, they are really comfortable to sleep in. Go to analuisa.com slash selfie to treat yourself and your loved ones with a unique gift and use our code selfie to get 10% off. They're a great brand making great, beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check them out at analuisa.com slash selfie and make sure you use the code SELFIE to get 10% off your entire purchase. Hey guys, well, I am excited to be chatting with Candace Birch today. She is from Your Hormone Balance, and um, which I have to say, I, and I've mentioned this at the top of the show, I recently did a test with them. And so Candace and I just had a really enlightening conversation about the results of my own hormone test. But before we talk about that, Candace, tell me a little bit about why you made this a career, why you decided that, you know, talking with women about the hormones was important to you. Oh, thank you for having me, Kristen. And yes, um, the reason I got into it was because of my own menopause. Um, I was, I have a master's degree in health education. So I was working in the field of, you know, disease prevention and health maintenance for years and, 
and writing about it. And then when I was about 47, uh, I started having horrible hot flashes, like every 20 minutes and a mood swing in between. And I was scaring my children. I was one of those people that had kids late. I was an older mom. So I had a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and I was having these horrible mood swings. And one day I looked at Ryan and she had tears in her eyes. She was just looking at me like, who is this mean mommy? And I just thought, okay, I've got to start getting a handle on this. It has to be I'm in perimenopause and my hormones are changing. So I started learning about it and studying it and realizing I wanted to do this. And I was in Oregon and called uh, Dr. John Lee, who wrote the book, What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Premenopause and Menopause. He literally Mm -hmm. started the natural hormone movement in America. And I just called him and said, I'm a health educator and I'm having mood swings and hot flashes and scaring my children. And what can I do? And can I study with you? And he said, well, there's a huge hormone testing lab in Portland, Oregon. Call Dr. David Zava and see if you can work with him. And I got a job as their director of education. In one day, I walked in and talked to Dr. Zava. So I had 12 years of looking at test results and writing Mm -hmm. information about hormones. And it's been very rewarding. But the the part about becoming an executive in any kind of a company is that you don't get to talk to the people that are benefiting from your product. Right. When I left, uh, eventually, I thought I want to start my own thing and be able to talk to the women like me, who are dealing with these issues and don't have anyone to talk to. And I found that has been so much more rewarding than sitting in meetings and, Mm -hmm. you know, being being in the corporate world. So as much as I had amazing experience working with compounding pharmacists and scientists and and all the doctors that are leading the charge in functional medicine about, you know, helping women balance themselves naturally, I learned so much from them. But now I get to learn from the women I talk to, which is even more gratifying. I love it. And I love that personal connection that you have. You know, it's interesting because what you were describing, you know, just in terms of being at a certain age and feeling like um, things were out of whack. You know, we have a very active Facebook group for the podcast. And I would say that this is probably one of the most discussed topics, which is women coming in and saying, what the hell is happening with my hormones? And Myself included. Um, but you know, this seems to be a topic that is relevant, but also confusing for women. And, you know, we'll talk about my results in a minute, but I will say that it was really illuminating to me. And it's interesting to me that I have, I've gone to my primary care physician and complained about these issues. I've gone to my OBGYN and complained about these issues. And then you were able to really illuminate things in a test. Why is this not being offered in general medicine to women as much as maybe it could or should be? I think, um, That is probably the most often asked question I get from women. Why didn't my doctor tell me about this? Why didn't my doctor tell me when I had horrible heavy periods and acne that there was something else I could do besides go back on the birth control pill? Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that our way of medicine until integrative and functional medicine started flourishing in the early 2000s was very much standard practice, one size fits all. Because it's easier, you know, I mean, and not to mention doctors don't get trained in this stuff. They don't right. get this in medical school. They really don't. I There was an, a recent article in um, ARP that talked about the lack of training and that most doctors graduating in an OBGYN program do not feel prepared to deal with women in menopause or to talk about hormones. So I think they, yeah. you know, that old school approach uh, they just don't. And and really, the whole new, the new school approach is to test hormones, find out and you know, identify imbalances, and then provide a very personalized program and, you know, individualized to people's particular needs, individ- individualized to relieving their symptoms with hormones, bioidentical hormones, which are plant-based and used in very small doses. Um to, you know, to sort of mimic mother nature, but it has to be individualized. So it's not as easy as the doctor writing a script for, 
Here's 0.625 milligrams of estrogen. And he writes that he, she writes that for you, your mother, your sister, and everybody down the block. Right. That's, that's changing now. We are now uh, prescribing, ta- not prescribing, I'm, I don't prescribe, but doctors who are prescribing natural hormones are prescribing based on individual test results. And people like me who are educators are helping people understand what is your hormone. Like I went through with you, we talked about our hormones, what they do, what the imbalances mean, how they're linked to the symptoms you're experiencing, and what we can do naturally with natural means to turn that all around and feel better, feel more like ourselves. Yeah. And so for listeners who are hearing this and feeling like, you know, intuitively, I feel like there might be something up with my hormones. I've not been offered testing. You know, what, what do you, what services do you provide? How do women go about getting their hormones tested? Well, when I first started this, I I started a website and we have evolved with the help of my daughters. Uh, Jess, my eldest daughter was, is a, a health coach, integrative student nutrition. And Ryan is, um, both of them worked in the weight loss world where we did do testing to determine the link between hormonally dependent weight gain. So they're both really savvy and they decided to help me. And now we have this very, our website actually is being improved, but we have a symptom quiz on the website, Yeah, which is great. You can go to the website, do the symptom quiz, and it gives you a good idea of whether or not you're likely to have a hormone imbalance. It has you go through all your symptoms. And that's the first step, knowing your symptoms of imbalance. Because a lot of people just as I often say, become their symptoms. They become habituated to, oh, yeah. oh I always have horrible heavy periods or I, I yeah. always have had disrupted sleep or my PMS is, you know, taken over my life and, and, and they just sort of accept it or my mother or my sister had the same issues. So this is a different, this is a departure saying you're an individual, You we can test for your, you know, for your particular imbalances and then take steps to rebalance. It's possible. One can feel a whole lot better. I think a lot of people don't know how good they could be feeling, actually. (laughs) No, I think you're right. I mean, I think that women are so accustomed to just pushing through. And we just, we normalize symptoms that probably we shouldn't, you know, just I guess this is just how I feel. And yeah, I often say, I totally agree with you, Kristen, because women are notorious for taking care of everybody but themselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. What, sometimes I ask people, make a list of the 10 things you love to do most in all the world for yourself. And it's sort of, that's an easy list to make. But if you go back through each of those entries, when's the last time you did any of those things? It's so true. You know, I mean, had a, had, had yeah. a day, even had a day to yourself or a facial or a massage or a bath. There's so many things. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is exactly why we do this podcast because we struggle with that very thing with you know Mm -hmm. self-care and I think so many women do and Mm -hmm. um which is exactly why we're constantly encouraging women and ourselves (laughs) um to do these things um so you know I know you have the symptom checklist on your website but for people who are listening and you know might want that extra push to go look at it what are some symptoms that that we could be experiencing that would tip us off that maybe I need to go look into this? Well, I think for for uh, women of all ages, this is relevant for women who've been on birth control for a long time or, you know, younger women that have horrible, heavy, painful periods, breast tenderness, fear of hugging, I call it, um, you know, uh, weight gain in the hips, bottom thighs is often related to too much estrogen, PMS, the kind that makes you want to break up with your boyfriend or divorce your husband or, you know, just Oh, I'm ready to, yeah, I'm ready to have a breakup every month, once a month, for sure. Every month. (laughs) Um, So those are classic PMS, heavy, painful periods, bloating, water retention, the weight gain link, because imbalances of estrogen and progesterone in particular can cause um, uh, the thyroid to be kind of inhibited in its action. Um, and then, you know, just sort of not feeling on top of your game, not being able to focus or concentrate how many women I can't tell you are, are having absolutely no libido, no zero libido, you know, yet another very popular topic in our Facebook group. Yeah. 
And a lot of younger women are very dismayed about that because they love their partner. They're still attracted. Sure. And yet they can't, you know, they just could, would rather delete emails. I had one woman tell me. <laughs> so, then, you know, get into the, and some people are just too damn tired. You know, they can't sleep and they're, they're, they're tired during the day, then they're wired at night or they're, you know, they, they just are too exhausted at the end of the day to even think, you know, to be in the mood is just not happening. Another reason younger women are put on birth control all the time, besides the heavy periods and PMS, is is acne and, and yeah. breakouts. And that can very much be linked to hormones out of balance like testosterone or DHEA. So, you know, hormones are fundamental. They rule. They And I often say to people, it's, it's not just about relieving symptoms. It's about making sure your hormones are in the right amounts they all work together like seesaws. They're they're interactive or like think of synchronized swimmers all swimming in the same pedal formation. If one swam off to the other side of the pool or dove down, what would happen to all that synchrony? We need our hormones to be not in a perfect balance, but to be way more balanced than, than they are. So when people go to our website and do that symptom checklist, we then offer a few test kits. One's called the Jump Start, which I think is a great one. I'd love to offer uh, to your listeners at a $100 off discount just to encourage you to find this stuff out. Yes, and we will have all of this linked up as well. But you guys are offering us a very generous discount. So $100 off using the promo code SELFIE which we will post in the group and on our show notes as well. But um, that is, I'm really grateful that you're offering that to people because I think that this is just super important. Um, it is as a super resource. important. I think too many people are on birth control for the wrong reasons. You know, if it's one thing if you're sexually active, but if you there are 52% of women on birth control that are not using it for contraception. They're using it for reasons that have to do with the hormonal imbalance that could be detected and corrected. Well, I mean, means. and I'm, you know, I... <laughs> It's funny that as it turns out, I am your perfect test case because, you know, I went through the testing that you guys offer. I have been prescribed birth control, just exactly as you're describing. You know, I describe my symptoms. There's no hormonal testing offered to me and I'm given birth control. And, um, no. And then, and then we tested. And I mean, speaking of that imbalance, so, you know, I'm giving you permission to speak about my test because I know you are under HIPAA laws and all that, but I'm giving you permission to talk about it for the sake of the podcast because I think what came up was really interesting. Um, but as it turns out, I have estrogen dominance, which we found out through the testing. Right. Mm-hmm. And estrogen dominance is very common actually, mm-hmm. because it, it really comes down to a lack of um, progesterone, which is often related to uh, unreliable ovulation, where let's say somebody's been on birth control for a long time and the ovaries have forgotten how to make hormone because they've been shut down by the contraception. Mm-hmm. Or in older women, um, so progesterone is not made and estrogen rises, relatively speaking. In older women, we're not ovulating anyway. So we're not making progesterone, and, and that's where estrogen can tend to rise in relation to a lack of progesterone. And estrogen goes down in women too, but with menopause, it's not at all about estrogen deficiency as much as it is about an excess of estrogen relative to progesterone. And in older you know, women over 50, that's, that is a red flag for breast cancer. Right. So you want to reduce your risk for breast cancer and you know, other things like fibroids and endometriosis, you want to get your estrogen dominance reversed. And it can be done using, you know, natural hormones, using an herb like chaseberry vitex, which is an age old herb that's been used to help women regulate their cycles. Um, There's so many things. There's dim, which is a supplement that's like eating two pounds of cruciferous vegetables every day. I mean, who's going to do that? But you can take a dim (laughs) supplement that actually helps to get rid of excess estrogens in the body. You can make sure you're not eating hormone-injected foods and not using chemicals that are loaded with toxins that actually act like hormones in the body, those fake hormones called xenoestrogens. There's so much we can do that has to do with lifestyle and our food and 
and using supplements that that really help to to balance us and that's what you're going to be able to do Kristen maybe you can yeah. talk about that at some point how you're feeling some months down the road when you've started doing some of these things yeah i i'm i i feel hopeful about this stuff in a way that i haven't in a long time i feel like you know I feel like you kind of unlocked a mystery for me and um, seeing it all laid out on paper Mm -hmm. and understanding these symptoms that I've had makes a lot of sense to me. And, and then I feel relieved that the solution is really natural, you know, that I don't have to go on the birth control pill because I don't do well on that either. You know, that always makes me feel a little moody, a little ragey, (laughs) a little weepy, Oh, a lot of women say that. Yeah. And also a lot of women express relief just knowing there's something something there in the test yes. results, that there's something actually wrong. I people felt that. Yeah. People don't want it to be, oh, I hope it's not all looking normal because what, why, I need a reason for yeah. how I feel. <laughs> yes. They give me a reason. And, <laughs> and I often say, there's a reason. Blame it on your hormones. Yes. No, I, I felt that I felt some relief there as well. Like, you know, because then there's a solution, you know, and yes, um, exactly. I'm very excited, <laughs> like, very, very excited to get started with some of those solutions. Um, so, Super. you know, my test results showed up estrogen dominance. What are some other common things that you see um, with women who are testing? Um, I often, the other most common thing I see, especially in people who don't sleep well, who have anxiety, who have, um, weight gain around the waist, belly fat, who are hungry all the time, have sugar cravings, um, allergies, asthma, don't, you know, get sick easily is adrenal fatigue. Yes. That's, and that's where in our thing we have people measure their uh, collect their saliva this is a saliva test we're talking about because saliva measures active hormone levels hormones that have left the bloodstream and are moving into the tissues the cells where hormones do their thing um you know they flip all the master switches so saliva is actually a gold standard for measuring adrenal function because you've got to measure your diurnal curve that means collecting saliva morning noon evening bedtime to see is your cortisol that that um, hormone that regulates our energy levels really by regulating blood sugar is it high in the morning when it should be you're getting out of bed feeling rested or are you dragging out of bed and hitting the snooze button 10 times or just pushing through your day um, are you getting sick often? You know, these are the things that I see are very common in people and were before COVID because everybody before COVID was kind of crazy busy. Remember that phrase? I'm just oh, crazy yeah. busy, which yeah. I didn't think was the most admirable thing because being crazy busy <laughs> means burning the candle at both ends, being yeah. on your computer right before bed, Yes, you know, constantly going, going, going and, uh, you know, good stress or bad stress. Um, it all adds up to stress and pressure on the adrenals to produce mm-hmm. enough energy to meet demand. Uh, I talk to a lot of women that overexercise because they're desperate to lose weight. So they're, you know, they're doing uh, high intensity interval training five, six days a week and not mixing it up with yoga or Pilates or walking out in nature, you know, yeah. that imbalance causes a real disruption in ovulation and is one of the worst, you know, worst hormone imbalancers. So there's that, that I would say adrenal fatigue is, is really an issue with young people, old people, every age. Um, I think we're just all running around, you know, this world is, we are living in a world of abundant stress and particularly now, but adrenals that are underperforming are a real issue during COVID because the adrenals are, they are the, um, they are the, the, the glands that marshal our immune defenses against illness. So we don't want to have a flat or low looking curve. Mm-hmm. when you know we're we're trying to stay well here and there's so much we can do there are b vitamins there's um you know, there's adaptive adaptogenic herbs like maca rhodiola ginseng um ashwagandha i'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of these in tinctures they're great for boosting and strengthening adrenal function so there are lots of 
uh, natural, over-the-counter. I do in my action plan that I send everybody, we have a, a whole list of of supplements we like, that we have vetted, that we know are good and safe and come highly recommended. That includes hormone creams too that are bioidentical, plant-based, that we can happily recommend. And man, I tell you, people do tend to feel a lot better. They start sleeping. I've had people tell me they could go to work without having to come home because they bled through, their period was so heavy. Yeah. Um, people have less, having less anxiety, more energy, people getting pregnant, people getting their periods back when they were anxious about that after many years on birth control. So I don't want to make it sound like it's a magic pill, but in a way, you know, there are some real changes that one can expect when yeah. getting hormones back. That doesn't mean it's all smooth sailing. Some people feel lousy before they feel better. Um, but it's being consistent. It's getting it into a regular routine that really works for you. Yeah. And I really appreciated that that connection um, with you looking at both hormones and adrenals um, and being able to see both of those and how they work in tandem because we've, we also yes. found that I had some adrenal mm -hmm. issues happening as well that are likely connected to the hormone imbalance. So I'd like that you're not you... alone, Kristen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Alone. I'm sure. Especially not now. I know. I know. So I mean, and, and that was also just another kind of mystery unlocked for me. Um, and it just, it all made a lot of sense. And I feel, I do, I feel a, a real sense of relief, weirdly. <laughs> Um, yes, that I have an explanation for all of it. Mm -hmm. And I have a yeah. game plan. And I, I appreciate that a lot, too. Right, you you will have a game plan. Because after we talk, you get sent that exactly what I call the game plan. Yeah. And it's pretty self directed. It's saying here are all the things, the lifestyle changes, suggestions about exercise, eating, so important to eat the good fats and proteins that make up the building blocks of hormone production. You know, they're not over-exercising. So many things that have, that are simple changes that you can make. You know, it doesn't require taking a million things or doing a million things. It's really simple changes. And I find a lot of women I talk to sort of know that, yeah. you know, it just, you know how it is when you just need to talk to somebody and hear them say it. Oh, totally. You kind of knew it, but you need to hear them say it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one thing to think I really need to, you know, carve out time for myself and eat well, but it's another thing to have someone prescribe it. <laughs> right. Kristen, so to speak. Can you can you possibly stop? Well, I um I really, really appreciate um having gone through this process, I have to say. And I I will say too that I just really appreciated the um, the care and the time that you gave me in our appointment, I feel like I've never had a professional speak to me with such detail. You know, I, I felt like um, this has never gotten the attention that I feel like it has needed for myself. So I want to say thank you for that. I'm very appreciative um, and walking away with a lot of hopefulness around this. Candace, That's where the can... That's that keeps me going. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I would imagine for you that this is this is very rewarding work. It is. Yeah. It is. Where can people um, go to take the quiz, to sign up for hormone testing if they feel like they'd like it? Uh, the website is yourhormonebalance.com. And I have to say my daughters have done a smashing job of creating a very good Instagram yes. activity. We're posting every day at yourhormonebalance.com. We've got a wonderful newsletter that you should sign up for. It's just, we're all about education, edutainment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Keep so you good. educated and, and informed and interested and laughing because sometimes we just have to laugh about all this stuff, don't we? And have take it with a grain of salt it, and good humor. It all needs some levity. It sure does. Well, um, as, as you mentioned before, you guys are offering our listeners a very generous $100 off with the code SELFIE. So we encourage our listeners to go check it out. Okay, well, we are going to chat with BJ. BJ is our resident therapist and self-help guru. And BJ, um, today we wanted to talk about breaking free of the cell phone and how that affects our self-care. You know, last week, Kristen, we talked a little bit about um, doubling down on our self-care and finding really intentional ways of 
doing that. And I know for me, the phone has been one of the biggest challenges. And in my little time away that I talked about last week, um, I was really intentional about staying off my phone, including connecting even with my family during that time that I was there alone. And I would turn it on a couple of times a day, answer texts, then turn it off again. And that was it. I, I went completely off the grid other than that. And what really helped, it really helped me because when I ended up coming back home from that, it was so important to me. I had had such a, a feeling of a reset, like a reboot coming back from that time away. And I really wanted to sustain that feeling for as long as I could. And I found that having taken those four and a half days, really almost a full week, because even when my family came, I wasn't on my phone. So a full week off of my phone, not, I didn't fast from it. It wasn't like I wasn't on it ever. I just wasn't doing what I typically did with it. I wasn't grabbing it all the time. And now I'm not, I have not gone back to grabbing it like that. I think I, I, I think one of the biggest challenges for me is it's such a rabbit hole that mm-hmm. I actually find myself at times scrolling. I don't know what I'm scrolling for. Like I'm not totally. even paying attention to yeah. what I'm looking. It's just such a habit. And yeah. that habit, when I catch myself doing that, I immediately put it down. But I'm also being really intentional about how I do get on there. And one of the things that I was sharing with you, I, there's some psychological stuff about the way we manage social media. Mm-hmm. And when we, when I first started on Facebook, do you remember when Facebook started? It was so different. It, it was so different. And when you got on there, you could go through all your feed. And then the next time you got on, you could, you could catch up. You yeah. It was all in order. Your feed. Yeah. Yes. And get right back to where you left off. And, then the algorithms, they started yeah. transitioning like all social medias do to how it serves them instead of us. And as it did, I remember being so frustrated. And that's when my habit for the rabbit hole began because I was constantly trying to get back to where I left off. And I developed this feeling of FOMO, like feeling like I was going to miss something if I didn't see every single post that happened since the last time. So then I found myself going on more often so that I could keep up with that. And over time, that's where they really hooked me in. And my brain kind of likes to function that way anyway. Like I like lists. I like marking the last thing off the list. I organize my thoughts through, you know, prioritizing things and registering things. And I think it kind of fed into the way my brain worked Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way. Yes. And it did that for me too, that need to complete a list. Yes. And so I think, I think one of the things that's really crucial for us is to begin to look at the ways our phones don't serve us. The ways that we are utilizing these services, even text messages, our email, even the ways we use our phone for work, separating that out and beginning to look at the ways that it uses us, um, I think that's, I think we get really lost in. Yeah. Really, the way it's designed to suck us in. It is designed to suck us in. It it is absolutely. It is. And so I'm, you know, I remember when they first started putting ads on Instagram, I would, I would report every ad as inappropriate or not for me or whatever the options were that they would give us thinking that would eliminate all the ads. And I swear it just told them to give me more. And now the whole thing is about ads. Every other post is a sponsor to post. And I think those are the things that if, I think this is where we really t- tell ourselves a lot of lies about how much we really are affected by our social media. Yes. So what I've done now is the thing I love about Instagram, and I'm still on Facebook for for some groups that I'm in, the selfie group and a couple of other groups that I'm in, really don't spend much time over there. I do have family there that I connect with, but my primary social media that I'm interested in is my Instagram account. And what I've done there is I've curated a list of people to follow that feed my soul. 
I follow a lot of other therapists. Most of them do work similar to uh, to what I do so that I'm constantly kind of reinforcing the work that I do with my clients. I can point my clients to, to different posts or share them on my stories so that it's kind of reinforcing the work that I do and I kind of guide my clients to follow that. Um, but also making sure that the people in my life that I follow, I'm following people that I really care ab- about what they're posting and that their posts are not creating triggering me. They're not creating animosity, frustration, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I I've I've got family members as I've talked about before that are not politically aligned with me, but my relationship with them comes way above our differences in thoughts about anything. And so I can follow them and not be affected. But there are some people that can't do that. Some people really probably should stop following their family members or certain people that have been friends forever. But now they're realizing that every time they see something they post, they just get agitated. And yeah. I found that if if that's my reaction for yeah. any reason, if I'm, now I'm, I don't struggle with the comparison game, but I know a lot of people really struggle with that. If you find yourself feeling anything less than good, when you look at a certain person's posts, yes. stop following them. Totally. And the less you like or connect with them, if you don't want to unfollow because you're afraid they'll get their feelings hurt or whatever, then mute it. And if you stop liking or connecting on any level with them, they'll fall off your feed very, very quickly. Yes. Because the only thing that your feed's going to to really show is what you're constantly connecting with. Yeah. And so be mindful of the way you utilize social media because there is so much of what we're doing that's sabotaging our, our emotional well-being and our emotional health. And we're not even realizing it because we think, well, this is my friend or this is my church or this is my mm-hmm. place of business or whatever it is. And we're not even connecting the dots to the impact that it's having. No, and we're, really- s- we're so entrenched in it because we're on it all day, every day. Yep. Many of us that we're swimming in it. So we can't really make calls about it because we're always on it. It's yes. like you need a little distance sometimes That's to it. get perspective. That's it. And that's what I had to do. I had to really, when I came back to it after my time away, I started going through and and paying attention to my reaction and what I felt internally when I would see certain people. And I realized there were some people that were really beginning to affect me in a negative way. People I really love and care about, but their posts affect me in a negative way. And so I just stopped responding to them and they've kind of fallen off. And I think it's really important that we just, it's about mindfulness. It's about being aware. The more aware you are, we tend to do these things so mindlessly. And in fact, it's kind of a way of numbing. We grab our phone. I remember with the beginning of the pandemic, my son-in-law was having a lot of anxiety and he wasn't sleeping. And he said, I realized I'd get up and I would get on my phone and then it would wake me up and I wouldn't even go, I couldn't go back to sleep. So he decided to stop taking his phone. He would leave the bedroom because he didn't want to wake up my daughter. And so he would go in the living room and he said, I decided to leave my phone on the charger in the kitchen. And he said, I found myself sitting there just trying to be still and quiet and pray and and get grounded and just relax. He said, I knew I wasn't going to sleep, but I was just trying to work through the feelings of my anxiety and yeah. they weren't attached to anything. He said, every three to four seconds, I would reach for my phone. My hand would oh, totally. go out like I was yeah. going to reach for my phone. And he said, it took him weeks to break that habit of intentionally doing that night after night after yeah. night. And I have found myself doing the exact same thing and oh, literally too. looking for my phone and it's already in my hand. <laughs> because it's such a Pavlovian response to certain things that we do. And so coming into that awareness of it, breaking those patterns in that way is really crucial. During an early part of the pandemic, actually, it was back during the election season, before the election, and somebody made a post on Facebook and they said something about, I found myself doom scrolling and I've decided to start hope scrolling. 
Mm. And I have adopted those phrases because if I find myself feeling like my scrolling is creating senses of doom or anxiety yes. for me, then I'm doom scrolling. Totally. And that's the people that have to leave. They've got to yes. leave my feet. I can't have them there. And now I'm literally looking for ways that give me hope, that encourage me, mm-hmm. that make me think, that make me feel. I want to feel. Yeah. And what we're doing is finding ways to not feel because fe- feelings feel so overwhelming right now. But what if the feelings we were choosing were the ones that really connect us to ourselves mm-hmm. with joy and sadness? And if we did that through the way we scroll, what difference would that make Yeah, for us? Yeah, absolutely. I would love for you to start a thread in the community with some of your favorite hopeful accounts. I'm going to do that. I love I've it. I've got some and then, really great people we And can then follow. we can all share what ours yeah. are. That would be good. Yes, I think that'd be great. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.